sisters. You okay? Hey, Anna.
focus on your word and receive your message because we truly are here for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Or turn and read your name.
know, Don, a lot of volunteers are needed to make this annual conference the best one ever. We need greeters, ushers, volunteers to help with parking, information, registration, and more. If you are willing to help, the website is on the overhead. Remember, only four weeks till annual conference. Hope to see you there.
Jesus is coming back after being crucified and trying to rebuild this community. If you afford everything you had, sacrificed everything, left your hometown, left your profession to follow Jesus around and saw what happened to him in this place, you might wonder if you've made a tremendous mistake and wasted six months, a year, two years, three years of your life and now I'm wondering, what on earth am I going to do from here? The book of Acts is one of the great sequels. There aren't any great sequels, right? Star Wars? Godfather? Any other great sequels? Not very many. Acts is um, supposed to have been written by the author of the Gospel of Luke as a sequel. And it picks right up with action. And when I've talked to you uh, for 18 months now about five practices, uh, the ones we just went through. That book was written in 2007. That means it's 10 years old. That means it's time-tested. And you think of the amount of time that the author put into writing the book and studying church culture and what was succeeding. But uh, I'll ask Caroline to go back. Go back to the scripture that we read. Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What would you call that? Faith development. To the community and their shared meals. What do you call that? Hospitality. To their prayers, worship. A sense of awe came over everyone, and God performed many wonders and signs through the apostles. That's God's extravagance. So these concepts, these fundamentals, been around for a while. They were framed and put in that book that we used 10 years ago. They were put into use by churches almost 2,000 years. Because these things have the power to unite communities and get them on the right path and make sure there's opportunity <coughs> for God to share with them. So the leaders devoted themselves. And it says God performed many wonders. Now this scripture has it on your screen. I want you to hear this. Mark 6, 5. Jesus was in his hometown. How many of y'all, how many of y'all are from Brisbane? From Greer? Oh, that's right. Half of you married someone from Greer and they brought you back to Greer. Right? That's the pattern of church growth that we got going on in the morning. If I went, um, in fact, I've been invited to go to my home churches in Russia <coughs> in September to preach homecoming for them. If I were to go home and they say, Isn't this Bob Cates, son? Wasn't he a real estate agent? What does he know about scripture? Know about anything? How would that feel? Perfect. It says Jesus was unable to do anything in that community because the belief was so low. The people were so discouraged by his being there and saying what he was saying, he could do nothing. Now that's the exact opposite of what we're reading today. And the people's belief, the people's participation means that miraculous things can happen and people can be changed. Verse 44. All the believers were united and shared everything. They would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them. Every day they met together in the temple and ate in their homes. They shared food with gladness and simplicity. Here's your next phrase. They shared it's a little different now. That phrase has changed. In our modern era, we do share everything because of the internet and because of our phones. We can use it for cultural change. We can use it for music. We can use it for revolution. We can use it for ideas. We can also use it to say what we ate for breakfast, what we ate for lunch, and what we ate for dinner, and make sure everyone knows what we ate. Right? We share, we share everything society does on social media. But we don't have to share preferences. Of course, there used to be one TV, right? One phone. There used to be three channels. And we determined what we were going to watch as a community. I now can currently sit in my den, and there's a TV with. Uh, we actually don't have cable anymore, but we have Netflix.
just don't have to uh, a la carte. We can choose a thousand things. And of course, people have phones in their hands. They can choose a thousand things. Headphones make it every bit as specialized as the individual wants to be. So if I want to hang out with the girls and they want to watch a movie and I want to watch the Cubs, we can make that happen. So we don't have to share everything that way. These people had to come up with ways that they could combine their interests and do the exact same thing. You know how hard that would be? You know how hard it is in your own family? People are doing it from different cultures, different faiths, under this brand new umbrella, which probably even isn't yet called Christianity. In the Acts era, they might not have ever traveled 100 miles in their life. And they might not have known anything beyond that. I know what I know, and I know what my community knows. You know so much more than that. We could use that very computer to see what 42nd and 17th looks like, or whatever. 42nd Mass in Manhattan, we pull it up right now and see exactly what it looks like. People then didn't know this. But they are sharing their beliefs, they're sharing their possessions, they're sharing their food. I cannot believe what a dramatic change that would be uh, for us in order to do that. And this is something I've never noticed before reading this text. They met together in the temple. You know why that's crazy? Because Jesus would walk past the temple and they'd say, my goodness, isn't that amazing? Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that the symbol for what God wants us to be in the second temple? And Jesus would say, you know, it's pretty, but it's not the end all be all on impact. It won't be here after the revolution, and in fact, it isn't. The people looked at that tangible, beautiful thing and thought that was the only thing they could ever use in order to worship. And he said, No, no, we worship out here. And also, what happened to him? And what happened to his followers and those guys going right back into the temple and worshiping all the time? There's a quote from one of my favorite coaches. He says, you'll feel faster if your mind is right. I'm guessing that's physically and emotionally. If you're thinking, I was doing something. If you're thinking, uh, I should have been the one who was leading. If you're thinking, this was a whole waste of time and I don't know what we're even doing here. Then those wounds are going to linger a long, long time. These people who saw their leader persecuted, and who saw what should have been the very end of their movement, are now immediately worshiping again, right back in the temple. And what happens immediately preceding this text is Peter laying it down to anyone who will listen about the significance of what Jesus did and what they're going to do going forward. The significance of that is when Jesus walked past him on the way to the cross and they said, Peter, you're with him, right? What did Peter say? Yeah. 
out and worship you in the temple. Defiant in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 47. They praised God and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. The Lord added daily to the community those who were being saved. So this is your last phrase. The Lord added to the community. One, because they demonstrated. People that were standing here and leaving. What are those people doing? Demonstrating. What are the people doing who are not in worship this morning who are over the kids? What will you do when you leave these doors after having come forward for Holy Communion? Well, I'm not sure what will do, but you have the opportunity to demonstrate, as do I, God's goodness. I cannot underestimate, cannot overestimate how significant it is that people who witness what they witness are talking about God's goodness. You ever get um, uh, delayed on flight? Forget all the United stuff on that. I'm talking about just delayed on flight. Okay. You ever have somebody not go on a green turn error? There's no greater responsibility than being first on a green turn error. Especially when you're coming on 29. <coughs> Second greatest responsibility on earth is the second person on the green turn there. First person goes, the second person better go, or else we're all staying home for another round. Right? You ever have someone not do that? You ever roar? You ever roar past someone playing around? She knows going turn there. You ever have someone not uh, thank you for something that you did? How long do you remember that? How long do we remember? slightest, slightest. How long do they impact our behavior? How hard are you looking at your mate like they're the only one on earth that's doing this? <laughs> right? They were demonstrating God's goodness defiantly in the face of what had happened to their Lord and Savior because they knew, they understood that because their minds were right. And I find that I think it's important to say the Lord at it. Um, sometimes, you know, this is what ministers do. That's church law. I think we got a whole lot more. And then they go, how many people come? They say, forget, forget anything you said. How many people are coming? And then they use how many people are coming to see how you're doing. Okay. We're gathering in one month for annual conference. Who adds? The Lord added. The Lord adds to your community. If your minds are right and you remove the impediments and if you're willing to worship. Is it any more complicated than that? So what can we do individually? What can we do corporately to look at this text, be excited about it, and think how the Lord is going to add to our family? Because we want to. Because we want to demonstrate. Because we want to show how much God loves us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want you all to um, stand for our Holy Communion liturgy. We're going to read it on the screen. It's so important to corporately confess our difficulty. Corporately offer forgiveness. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works, whose will is directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God, Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of God fulfilled. We believe in the Holy Spirit as a divine presence in our lives, reminding us of always the truth of Christ. Inspiration, strength, and time, and joy, and sorrow. We believe our faith should be apparent in our words of love and acts of service.
kingdom of God may be a present reality here on earth. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of need. Forgive us, we pray. Free us from joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Think now what we just read. And think of our soul purpose. What are we doing here? So we have to acknowledge the fact that we have on occasion have fallen short. Together. It's corporate. Forgiveness is also Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. If you'll turn to one another and say, Peace be with you. Now time for our offering. Um, and you, as I said, the announcements can see every single way to give uh, in your announcements.
say this quite frequently because I'm fond of saying <clears throat> very simple elements for a very important thing. Something they used in every day. Jesus used to show them the image of generosity and mercy and opportunity. He took the bread. He broke it. He gave it to his disciples and he said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the dinner, he took the cup. He gave thanks to God. To people who were very accustomed to hearing about covenants, to hearing about blood, it had to do with the animals. He said, This is my blood given for you. For the forgiveness of sins. He says, Do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. And here we are in defiance of some people thinking it's goofy, and some people thinking it's irrelevant, and some people thinking it's not helpful. We still gather. We still worship. We still come to the table. United Methodist Church, all who want to come forward for communion are welcome to do so. We serve by intention, which means um, one of us will give you a piece of bread and say, this is for the body which is given for you. The other one will hold the cup and dip the bread in the cup and say, this is the blood shed for you. And so doing, we participate in that ancient ritual where we reconcile ourselves to our Lord Jesus Christ.
merciful God, we thank you for drawing us together and offering us the opportunity to confess. We thank you, Lord, as well for your forgiveness. And we ask that you help us to offer that forgiveness to others before they forgive us. To offer them the chance, the freedom, the opportunity to respond and serve. Present with us, Lord, as we go forth from this worship space, that others may know your name because we are demonstrated. In your son's name we pray. Would you please stand and sing this last one?
28th, we're combined one service, 10 o'clock, May 28th, Memorial Day. But next week is Mother's Day. We've got an opportunity right now to come in the door, take pictures, uh, and uh, post those on social media. Live defiantly in the face of those who remember all the times that they've been slighted and will tell you all about it. Live defiantly and show your faith to those who need to see it. We thank you so much for joining with us. We thank you for our main volunteers who are starting up today. We thank you for our growing number of elementary and middle schoolers who are pushing the button, who are not paying attention, but paying attention all day long. Thank you. Go in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ.